continue in that vein of the spirit right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church is coming into a a place of travail right now. Obey the Lord. There's some intercessors here. You need to tap in right now. Some of you are already broken. Some of you are already broken. You need to flow right now because some things are being birthed in the spirit. That's what's happening. That's why you're apprehensive. You, but there's something coming in the spirit and you've been brought to this point now. Hallelujah, there we go. Hallelujah. It's very clear, it's very clear. Come on, church. More than a sermon, more than a message. Let's birth what the Holy Ghost is trying to birth. Pastor is spot on right now. He has discerned it. There we go. You need to feel the pangs of birth. Strongholds are being taken down. Ah, it's like a river. And the Holy Ghost is saying, the waters are broken. The waters are broken. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Those of you that are battling to birth some things in your own spirit, in your own ministry, in your own life right now, I need you to stand because you're going to leave this place with a child in your hand in the spirit. I want you to obey the Lord. The church is in travail right now. I need you to obey the Lord, whether you need to come to the altar this place is becoming a birthing chamber right now. Destiny. Destiny. Turn aside. God is doing something here. Lay it down. Lay down your frustration right now. The baby is coming. You're going to walk away with an answer in your arms. God's been waiting for you to be ready to nurture what He wants to place in your arms. See, you wanted the baby, but you didn't want to take care of it. Now you've intersected with your responsibility. And that's what the pastor just talked about. Read between the lines if you need to. But the Holy Ghost is saying, I need you now. I need you now. I worship you, Jesus. Now, if you're operating by how you're feeling right now, you're not gonna, this isn't going to happen for you. Because this has nothing to do with how you're feeling necessarily. So if you lay down the feeling right now and you'll just step out by faith. Faith is not a feeling. You lay down your feelings and you move by what you know. And you submit to what the word of the Lord is saying to you right now and directing you to do. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's going to hit you. It's going to hit you. It's going to hit you. The altar is open. The altar is open. don't sit don't sit on that baby 
Aleluya 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 I'm releasing the gift of faith right now I'm releasing the gift of faith right now and then to do with feeling I'm releasing the gift of faith right now it's about to fall on several of you there are visions to be released in this place right now if you need to close your eyes and just close your eyes and don't Look anywhere, but just try to see in the spirit right now. Don't look around. This is an individual, personal work of the Holy Ghost and individuals in this house today. Obey the Lord. Antioch, obey the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some matters have been settled in heaven. And now God's trying to release them here in this tabernacle, in this house, in your earthly tabernacle. Hallelujah. What he's calling for is a prayer meeting. A place to birth some things. You're caught between what is and what should be. What must be. And if you'll take a few steps... will move from what is to what should be. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. You're troubled about some things that you have no control over. The Lord is calling you to release them because you've been trying to control them been trying to make something happen. Like the Galatian, you started in the spirit, but you want to finish it in the flesh and it won't happen for you. God's saying, I need you just to let go of it, take your hands off of it. Some of you, it has to do with your finances. You are embattled. You are so embattled. You're you're struggling and God has been waiting for you to release that to let that go to stop trying to make the way make it happen for yourself he's about to open up windows windows in heaven would you be honest enough to bring that to the Lord right now I'm about to prophesy I feel the word of prophecy coming on me just want to obey the Lord, but you have to release me too. Your obedience has to release the man of God. You, I can't prophesy until you let some things shift for you. Would you 
don't, don't, don't leave just the way you came. I'm not used to pleading with people. But he's reaching for you right now. Come and stand before the Lord if anything I've just said in the last few moments has triggered something in your spirit and you're willing to move past your feelings and just move on the word that's been mentioned right now between your pastor and, 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 and the preacher here. Come and stand before the Lord. Oh, there's more room up here. Come on. What's amazing is how, how patient he's being right now. When I step into the place of the prophet, I just don't wait. I just move and I do and I say. And I'm being restrained because he's reaching for, for some of you that are still not quite there. I just need you to be obedient. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's probably the shepherd in me. Wrestling with the prophet in me. Jesus. On intercessors, don't, don't, don't punch out yet. I know some of you that are intercessors are carrying some other folks here, but your 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 stuff's coming, your answer's coming. Just do what you do, do what you do, intercede. Your answer's coming. Some of you say, "What about me? I'm tired of prevailing for other people to birth their promises." You go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. You handle your business and God will handle yours. Handle your responsibility. God will handle your business. How many are ready for a healing in your body? There's room right here in this area. The angel of the Lord has been sent with a word to heal. So I want you to come over here to my right. Because the gifts of healing have just been released in this house. He's just coming here to do something supernatural in this house. He ain't come to do you a favor. There's a reason why he's held you where you've been. He sent me to tell you this. Don't you know that pain, pain is the sign. It's the signal that the thing that you have needed is about to be born. It's like the pain of travail and you've been mistaking your pain for something else. And it's literally, it's literally part of the process of birthing so I don't want you to pray just for the healing I want you to pray for the birth of the thing that this pain has been trying to bring about somebody help you somebody help them right now help is coming <laughs> you see what's happening and now we're operating like a well-oiled machine. The travailers are travailing. And the birth canal is opening. And pain is now bringing revelation into your spirit. And God has to have that. He has to be able to give you revelation through your pain. Sickness for the very sake of sickness is not the will of God. But that the works of God would be made manifest. Sickness unto the glory of God is what the Holy Ghost is saying right now. 
revelation revelation in your pain revelation in your struggle some of you are moving from the place of just existing from day to day to thriving every day you're moving you're transitioning from existing into thriving in the name of Jesus I see your change coming I see your change coming the cloud is descending over this place right now the cloud is descending over this place the gifts of healing are loose right now with revelation with revelation you'll never view sickness the same way you'll never view pain the same way ah it, uh, your battle with those blood clots your fear of a pulmonary embolism <laughs> it's not happening that's not what that's been about I want you to stand before the Lord, you, that I just read your mail to. You are about to get a revelation. And fear now is moving out of your space, out of your spirit. And understanding is coming. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every one of you. Your fear of death. You've been seeing a grave with your name on it. And the Lord is saying, it's not time for you to lay in that grave. Your fear of death is being removed right now. Intercessors, don't, don't keep me telling you. Don't, don't keep me coming after you to intercede. You'll be fine. You won't be wore out in the morning. I promise you, you'll be renewed. There you go. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. God is shaking this place. fighting those tears you you look at tears as a sign of weakness God needs to wash your eyes out with tears so you can see some things you haven't been able to see because you've resisted being broken he's been trying to bring brokenness into your life through what life has dished out to you 
He's not trying to work you over. He just needs a willful brokenness, a willingness to be broken. To let those tears flow. To soften up that hardness in your heart. That circumstances that you have filtered incorrectly. are some things that are worth repeating and so I need you to stay in the Holy Ghost but I want you to listen your history perspective about your life about your Christianity you've been struggling to allow the word of God the authority of his word to have preeminence in your life and it's evident by 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 some of the struggles that you have because they're self-imposed they're the result of not giving the word of God its proper place in your life we read the word but the problem is and here's where we're going right now in the Holy Ghost just just give me a couple of minutes I may have said this before but I'm feeling it right now We, we rise up with, with great pride in the revelations that we have about doctrinal matters. But we don't have revelation about our personal matters. We can quote, we can preach about the oneness, and we can preach holiness, and we can preach about all of the apostolic distinctives. We know those. We can do damage to anybody who would try but we can't take that same word and bring it into a personal revelation that hits us where we're living are you listening and so we become institutionalized apostolics we carry truth we're full of truth but on a personal level pardon the term in Chicago we say we're jacked up you've been robbed and pillaged you've been raped and and you've been laid out on the side of the road because the same word that you are able to operate with such great authority when it comes to doctrinal matters points of revelation apostolic distinctives you can't take from that word We, we somehow are unable to We're unable to bring it into our personal space and address the everyday matters that we face. I don't have joy. I don't have peace. I can quote 12 scriptures about the oneness of God. Are you listening to what the Holy Ghost is trying to convey to you? And so what you what you do is when it comes to, to those distinctives the word has its rightful place and anything that comes at you you filter it through that word that you know and you come out on top doctrinally you come out on top holiness wise you come out on top in all of that but then something happens with our personal perspectives and perceptions God knows we've, we've all done that And here's what happens. We can't walk in the dimension of revelation when it comes to our own identity, our own personal stuff. Because unlike what we've done with what we know that's apostolic, our experiences, what life dishes out to us, We've been grabbing that word and we filter it and we shove it through our circumstances. We submit the word to giving more authority to our circumstances and to the word. Listen to me. 
I'm about to help you here. You push the, the word through your circumstance. And what you should be doing to get revelation for yourself and to walk where you need to walk personally and in your personal life is you need to be taking your circumstance and filtering it through the word. But you're taking the word and filtering it through the circumstance. And because you've given more power and more authority to your situation, you can't get revelation. It's just that simple. It's just that basic, and yet it's just that profound. And so we need a revival, a personal revival of, 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 of placing the word in its proper place in our lives. It has to be the filter. Your circumstance can't be the filter. Your perspectives cannot be the filter. Your perceptions cannot be the filter. Your, your traumas and your, your, your situations and, and, and your pains and all that, that can't be the filter. You can't filter the word through that stuff and expect a good result on the other side. You take all of that. You push it through the filter of the word. And I promise you that the word will carry out the mission that it was intended to carry out. And you will walk in the dimension of revelation and the stuff that's been beating you up every day of your life and robbing you of your peace and taking away your joy and embattling you with your finances and doing all the stuff that it's been doing, robbing you of your true identity. You've settled to be a good proponent of the oneness of God. In your personal life, you're losing the fight. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a covenant with the Word. Anybody got a sword? How many of you came armed today? Did you bring a sword? You bring a sword? Go get your sword. We're going to make a covenant with our sword. Well, don't stare at me. Go get it. Go get your sword. You bring a Bible? Did you bring the regular knife to a gunfight? Get your sword. We're going to make a covenant with the word. We're going to make a covenant before heaven with the word. We're not going to be deficient in that area. We cannot be. It's okay. I'm in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to come back. Don't you stay back in your seat. You bring it up. I, I know some of you got your phones. That's okay. When I see a phone, I, I know you have. I have my Bible in my phone. I have my Bible in my iPad. I got a beat up Bible in my briefcase. Two of them. And I got a lot of it right here. A lot of it right here. I, I, go, I can throw down with the best of them. I can throw down with the best of them. You see, I got a revelation about my pain. People have been laying hands on me for a long, long time, asking God to take away my pain. And I said, no, he's not done teaching me some things. I'll ask God. See, I got a revelation. I'm in the Word. It makes the journey maybe not less painful, but certainly full of revelation, and that can distract me from my pain. <laughs> All right. Anybody got a, a sword? All right. All you sports fans back there, let's stand in honor of this covenant. I know you can shout for a football team. Let's just shout for the word. Give me word, give me word. Lift it up to the Lord right now. Uh, it, a simple covenant today to restore wherever. Now listen, I'm not putting anybody on blast here. So let me qualify a couple of statements I made. 
I know some of you are in that book. I know you're reading it every morning. You, 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 you've been fasting. I know that there's several people fasting for all kinds of stuff. We're in that season. We're in our last 40-day fast of the year. You all know what we do in Chicago. We're in the last 40-day fast of the year. You all understand about what some of you are doing. But this, this has to be more than just in those special times. Because life happens every day. Life happens every day. You can't run to that word all of a sudden because stuff fell apart. You see, you need to be ready in that word when stuff comes at you, not just run to the emergency. It's not a 911 type of relationship here. It's sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always. Always. Let me just draw an application. To give an answer to every man that asketh you reason. Oh, that man could be yourself. What's up with me? The hope that is in you. You got that hope in you? You see, if you're filtering stuff through the word, on the other side is coming revelation. On the other side is coming a, a, a very definite, definite, a very solid foundation upon which to, to, to carry the burdens that you're carrying. God, I'm, I'm not saying tonight that, that God is going to spare you from what life brings. Life happens but I'm saying he gave you a word to filter life through we get caught off guard and we start throwing word at stuff we start quoting scripture and throwing word at stuff and trying to cast things out and find things the reality is you can't keep throwing word at stuff need to grab stuff and throw it into the Word. Big difference, people. I'm sorry, that's the best way I can put it. Maybe there's more eloquence among these fine gentlemen here, distinguished as they are. Stop throwing Word at stuff. Grab your stuff and throw it into the Word. Throw it into the pot that's been stirring every day because you made a covenant, because you're walking in the Word and you're living in it. So when life happens... The filter's there. No emergency here. No, I got caught off guard. No revamp and regroup. I'm ready. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Sinning is not just fornicating and adulterating and, and all that stuff. Sinning is very simply missing the mark. In a circumstance, a life moment that was designed to propel you, to take you to another dimension, becomes the battleground for survival. And we cannot live in survival mode as apostolics. It doesn't matter whether it comes from the right or from the left or right head on or it clips you from behind. I got word for that. I got word. You ready? Don't mess with me. Don't go through the motions. I heard some of you. I heard your spirit. I hate it when I hear people's spirits. But I operate in the gift of the spirits. I've been operating that gift longer than, than the word of prophecy. And I see devils and I see angels and I see your knucklehead spirit sometimes and your spirit speaks out your mouth doesn't move your lips don't move but your spirit screams at me and I want to thump your melon but I'm not your pastor I'll be gone tomorrow morning early but here's what your spirit said so let me just put you in check lovingly Let's see what happens, is what you said. You just said it. I, yeah, I'm rebuking you. Just say you're sorry without, just like you said it in your spirit without moving your lips. Now say, I'm sorry without moving your lips. So God can help you when you lift up that Bible. <laughs> and you can make a covenant without an attitude. Getting in the way. Okay, thank you. I heard you. Somebody over there didn't. So let me just turn around. Don't even move your lips. Don't even move your lips. 
Okay, there you go. Thank you, my sister. Oh, sorry. Because when you've lived so long in survival mode, it's hard to figure out what's about to happen. And he's not wanting you to figure it out. He doesn't even want you to consider how you're feeling about stuff right now. Because this has nothing to do with feeling. It has nothing to do with feeling. Lift it up. All around this place. Now you won't speak. Now watch what's going to happen. Just keep them up and listen to me. David was able to engage his destiny. Because he understood that the day that he was anointed, the day that you were anointed, you that your pastor said that the majority of you here are spirit-filled. You've been born again. In other words, you're in covenant. You've been in covenant by virtue of your new birth. But you've been living beneath your privileges. And it's time for you to become the children of a king. Like he said in his word that you're making a covenant with right now. It's just that simple. And David was able to lay hold of his destiny. And when a whole army trembled at the voice of an uncircumcised Philistine, of all the things, and you know I preach this here many times, of all the things that David could have used to insult that knucklehead, that giant, he called them uncircumcised. Didn't talk about his mama. Didn't say, well, look, he's got six fingers. I don't know if he had six fingers. I don't know what he had. I don't know what he But he was uncircumcised. And what that meant was you don't have a covenant. You don't have a covenant. I don't care how loud you scream. I don't care how big you are. You don't have a covenant. I do. And when I live in covenant with this word, I have full authority, not partial authority. But with that authority also comes the wisdom to know the rules of engagement and the timing. And some of you have been in covenant with this word, but your timing's been off. And that can be troublesome for you, can't it? Can anybody besides me bear witness to that? Yeah, I've been out of timing. And so today we make a covenant to move in timing so that the rules of engagement. The other thing about it is you've been using the word but you've mis- been, mis- been misapplying it. Now, today, all that changes, too. All you hermeneutical geniuses. All you great theologians. Lay it down. Lay down your theology. Just make the covenant for crying out loud. I hate it when he starts reading your mail like this. I could be here all night reading your mail. And I don't want to. All right. Pick it up again. Don't, don't lay it down just because I'm still talking. Your arm hurt? What? Your shoulders are sore? You don't have that rotator cuff, that one person he's talking about. Or if you do, watch, you might get it healed just by lifting up the word. That's in the book. It's pretty deep, right? And I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't let my lousy sense of humor keep you from your covenant. We're going to do this right now. I want you to lift it up. And I want you to just, in your way, I'm not going to tell you to repeat after me because that is nonsense. You talk to him right now and you tell him, Lord, I'm making this covenant. And I want you to take that situation or those situations of life that thus far you've been throwing the word into and now you're going to throw them into the word. I want you to make covenant with God. Moving forward, everything goes through this book. Everything goes through the scrutiny and through the filter of the word. I make covenant today, Lord. I make covenant before heaven concerning my life. Every part of my life, every circumstance, every malady, every situation that life brings. I now make this covenant, Lord, that this book will not depart from my mouth. That this book will be the guiding force in all matters concerning my life. That this book 
is going to be the filter for everything that comes my way. That this book, Joshua 1 and 8, I am making covenant before heaven today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus. And I stand upon the promise of God. As I make this covenant. Every place that the sole of my foot. Shall tread upon in my life. Everywhere. Every aspect of my life. Lord you have given unto me. I stand upon that promise. Every wilderness I walk through. Lord, I'm going to appropriate your promises because the word is going to be there as the supreme authority. Lord, there will not be any man that will be able to stand before me all the days of my life. Lord, because your word is going to be preeminent. It doesn't matter what weapon is formed against me. It shall not prosper. Your word is going to filter the ammunition that the enemy unloads upon me. In the name of Jesus. And therefore I will be strong. And I will be of good courage. And I am going to receive my inheritance. And I will divide it among my children. And my children's children. For you have promised it in your word. I will be strong. I will be courageous. And this book of your law. Mighty God. Will not depart out of my mouth. I will meditate in it day and night. And I will observe to do according to all. According to all. I will not be selective. And when I filter and when I don't. I will always filter. And I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. And therefore, I claim my prosperity today and my good success. For you have commanded it, Lord, and I have accepted it. I will be strong and I will be of good courage. I will not be afraid, neither will I be dismayed. For you, Lord, will go with me whithersoever I go. In the name of Jesus. Come on church. You need to feel the weight and the impact of what we're doing right now. Because everything changes. When the filter is put in its place. The quality of your life is about to change. And now all over this house. As soon as you get done. I want you just to begin to thank God and begin to worship God. And now we can... Play a fast song if you want to because we're going to rejoice. You've made a covenant before heaven. God and his angels have been a witness. And stuff's going to begin to change the moment you step out these doors. Some of you are already experiencing some changes in you because of what you just did. There's a peace that passes all understanding that's settling in your spirit today. Because of this covenant, I'm telling you, the word of God is final authority. It will be quick. It will be powerful. Let it be sharper than the two-edged sword. Let it pierce even to the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit and joints and marrow. Let it be the discerner of the intents of your heart. Let it be what it's supposed to be. Word of God. Word of God. Come on, rejoice. I can't see. Way to heaven. What does it mean to be his? To be formed in his likeness. Know that we have a purpose. Oh, to be salt and light in the world, in the world. To be salt and light in the world. Let the 
Say so, say so. 
something has happened in the spirit here tonight I've been here many many times I've been here many many times but I've never seen so many angels around this tabernacle as I'm seeing tonight something has happened in the spirit and we need to rejoice we need to rejoice heaven is bearing witness over Antioch this night I've never seen so many angels in this place hit me call to war is about to take place in this church isn't it you're about to have your call to war conference or prayer whatever you're going to do and now it's all coming together you made a covenant in the word with the word tonight angels have been dispatched like never before and there's a call to war coming up you are standing at the crossroad of a spiritual destiny Antioch you need to know you need to recognize uh, the place uh, that you stand on uh, has been sanctified uh, by the Lord Jesus it all makes sense now come on worship one more time one more thrust of worship. into a new dimension of revival in this church you will never be the same some of you are going to be escorted from this house with angels on your right side and on your left they're going to be going with you to work they're going to be going down the road with you they are going to be ministering to you as the heirs of salvation they're going to be fighting some battles on your behalf it's a call to war it's a call to war Pastor David and get your wife, your babies. And I want you to stand in the middle of this platform. We're going to pray for God to anoint this man and woman on a whole different level, this family. We made a covenant in the word, with the word. And God is doing something very very powerful and make no mistake this is this is bigger than, than this family and while you're at it I want you to pray for the bishop and mother Wright I want you to pray for Joel his precious wife and family I want you to pray for the ministry of this church because they have got to be 
position to lead you. And they've been anointed to do that. But I'm telling you, this is a whole different dimension. This is a whole different thing. <laughs> I feel the brush of angels' wings. They stand behind them. I wish you could see. I wish you could see. I just saw an angel walk right where the bishop is sitting right now. I just saw an angel walk and stand behind the bishop. Come on, lift your hands, intercessors. I need you one more time. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. For the leadership, for the pastors, for the ministers in the name of Jesus. Pray for the covering. Pray for the mantle. To be firmly placed. The anointing. To freely flow. For wisdom and understanding. As it leads you to battle. We lay no expectation on them. But the expectation of God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, extend. Release virtue in their direction. Come on, they strengthen you. They feed you. Now release some virtue in the direction of this ministry team. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your word tonight, Lord. We lay hold of your word tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder if we could just lift our hands right now. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. I want us just to give Him thanks. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Worship, worship, worship. I want to say one more thing and I'm going to get out of the way. I, I, I tried to walk out and the Lord arrested me right by the door here. Now you're listening. This is a, a prophetic word for this church. The Lord is about 
to underwrite the greatest revival in this region through this church. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let, let me finish. And the increase that's going to come into this storehouse, God is going to take your giving and multiply it and release resources that have been tied down. The word of God has been sent to release them. I know you're about to take an offering here in a minute. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you to push yourself beyond the norm and give a sacrificial offering tonight as the seed for this prophetic word. In Jesus' name. 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 I just, <laughs> I just shared something with the elders this evening that I never had any intent of sharing and I felt led to. And in light of what Brother Gonzalez just said, I'm going to say it here. Last summer, I was coming toward the end, looking back, I was coming toward the end of what has been to this point the greatest struggle of my life, season of struggle of my life. And last summer as I was coming to an end of that, didn't really know it necessarily at the time, but at Apostolic Conference last year, Brother Cornwell, many of you know who that is, prophesied or told me he had a word from God for me. And then the next night he began to share that. I've already shared this in some way or other in the past, but the first thing he, or one of the things he said to me that I needed to hear, he said, God has placed you in Annapolis and that's where you belong. But then he went on to say this, and I have told, I don't even know if I told, I think I shared with my wife, I don't know if I did. I told the elders this evening, I don't think I've shared this with anyone else. I honestly do not recall telling anyone else this. But then he made this statement to me. He said, you are important to the East Coast. Now, I say that to you for the same reason I just said that this evening to the elders. That's not about me as an individual. Because I can't be important to anything without you. And the man of God just said, did he not, that God was about to release revival into this region through us. I don't know if that's just all coincidence that I shared that tonight after a year and several months. And he just said that, but I kind of doubt it. Not about us, not for pride or ego's sake, but for the sake of the kingdom. Could we just one more time receive the word that the man of God just spoke to us? How about somebody say, like Mary said to the angel, Be it unto us according to your word, Lord. Be it unto us for your glory according to your word. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.